1: What's going on, Steve? What do you say, boys? Yo! What's up? I got a Hi, laugh out of your song.
2: Do I miss the walk in no. music? Do I miss everything?
1: You missed, and it was very funny.
2: <laughs> I'm serious. I, I was like, sick to go through. I mean, it, I'm dead? Alright, let's just talk then. No <laughs>
0: worries. <laughs> a, a
1: little, little pre show.
0: There we go. I'm sure for you,
1: after a loss like this when you played, it, it, it felt like that, didn't it?
2: You know, it, it, you, can't, you can't understand how – it's shocking how close you are and how fast it happens. When I talked to the team when they, they start the playoffs in 19, it was about the end of November, and I said, look, the number one thing you understand is you won't realize how close you are to the Super Bowl. It happens in a couple of weeks. Mm. A game here, and then like you're, you're 60 minutes away, and when you get to the championship game, you it's like you smell it, and you. And when it doesn't happen, it, you know, it's the old thing. Is it better to never get there? No, no. But there is a little bit of emotion, like maybe it's better that you know you don't have to go through this because it is painful. Now we haven't lost a Super Bowl, so I don't know what that feels like. That's got to be exponentially worse, but. You know, championship game is when you smell that Super Bowl right there, and it it doesn't go away. And I know when George Kittle, when he was when they got beaten in the Super Bowl, what he say? "I'm coming back. I'm going to get back." And that and he, and every everything, everything about his everything about him is about getting back. And so he was. That's how close he was again. And you know, in the in this league, that doesn't happen every year. And so uh, that's why it becomes the guys that really understand how rare it is and how tough it is to get there. Why it it's a mo. It takes it takes a couple weeks. So Though he's an emotional wreck. Just mm-hmm. you've been run over, and it. And I, you know, the hardest thing to recover I've ever had is getting over something like that. It's tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can compare to it is losing in the final four, and it's a little bit different because that's that also has the added element of you're never going to put this uniform back on again. Like you're done. This is the last time right, I get to wear right, this right. uniform. But similar in the fact that you look around the locker room. Not only do you realize how close you were, you realize this is the last time this team will be together. Some of us will be here. Some of us won't be here. But this group that we did this with will not be together again. And that that stings. That that one, boy, that took me a little bit to get over. But just being in that locker room, just looking around and thinking, man, Steve last time, Sean last time, AC last time, I'm never going to play with you guys before. And I'll never get to wear this uniform uh, again and it actually it hurts more than just the, the season being over that that hurts in and to itself that's bad enough but then when you realize the guys that you've done all this work with throughout the the year the last couple years to get to that point that that's it you're never going to be able to share that bond again you'll have that bond to share you know when you get reunions and stuff like that but it'll never be the same where you have to get up for practice you have to grind together you can bitch and complain about certain things together you can share in the triumphs together that that's over and that one that that one's a tough one to shake Um, well and tom the other problem is
2: not a problem but it's just a difference there's some cities where you get a team to the championship game you're a hero right like we mm-hmm. hey, we're great, thanks. That was awesome. It's memorable. You, you you're you know, you know, define your career in a positive way. And then there's some cities, like ours, where it, it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. about Super Bowls, and we play. We laugh about the nut tree all the time. But you know that if we're going to hang out here, then you got to hang out and take the take the take the truth of not getting there. Mm-hmm. And people want to you know when you. When something like that happens, you say, yeah, but look how much we accomplished. And, well, you know, I was MVP, and I look at, like, all the mitigation. It's like mitigation. It's like you talk about all the stuff that, in the end, doesn't matter. Like, did you get there or not? And this is a city that demands that. And I love that about being being a 49er, honestly. It's the pressure is the, is the thing that you learn the most about yourself. And so, for good or for bad, there are cities where you can get them to – you know, uh, get into the playoffs, and they're like, they'd they send you make a parade, but not this one, and I love yeah.
3: them. Cincinnati, I mean, and not to talk down on them, but I'm pretty sure they're over the moon with the fact that they won their first playoff game in 30 years and the bonus of going to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1989. Joe Burrow and that crew can absolutely do, do no wrong, and they might get beat Forever. pretty bad in this game.
2: And, and Rod, they, they canceled school on Monday. That's right. I yep, saw that. Exactly. I saw that. <laughs> no, school. No, no school in Cincinnati. We're We're good. We're good. <laughs> so hey look I don't I don't think you need to necessarily point out the, the cities but you know them Oh yeah but the truth is yeah. you 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 love and it's it's the it's the chase and the challenge and uh it's it's Yeah tough
1: there's there's no doubt
2: If anyone it? who says anybody who says oh yeah no I you know it was a tough day tough day and then I was fine then you're not then you're li- I think you're lying, or you're, or <laughs> something's not right. Something's not right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is it too simplistic to say, looking at this game, and you go over a lot of different things as to why the 49ers lost this game, Rams won this game. Is it too simplistic to say, and I know we've talked a lot about Garoppolo this year, and he didn't lose this game, uh, but they just had a better quarterback. When they couldn't run the ball, they could do more things to move the ball than the 49ers could.
2: And they, and they were getting better every week. 49ers, you know, once – got to give the Rams credit. They did two things that I didn't think they could do. One, they could dedicate themselves to run the football. Like, yeah. we are going to run the football, and we're going to commit to it. And it slowed them down a little bit, a little bit. But the second thing they did is they could stop the run. Mm-hmm. Like, they shut our run down. And they brought extra guys. I get that. And that was, you know – but. When they did that, that's the place where we know that things get hard for us. And I think you make a good point that Matthew made a lot of throws. He made a boneheaded throw in the middle where, you know we, we don't have to go over that that the lollipop he threw up. But but 98 percent of the throws he made, they were he made some throws and he, he he and the guys were making plays and it was like they were they were that day they were the better team and you could smell it and that and they didn't get held down. I felt like the 49 we had them. We had them, and we needed we needed just a couple first downs. And I know we've been through this, and you don't want to go over it again and again. But it just it gets down in championship football. It gets down to those little couple of things that happen that you just need to happen that don't. And uh, I agree with you, Tom.
0: You know, it's so you know the day after Steve is always painful, and people start lashing out, and everybody's questioning this call and that call and this and I never feel comfortable about uh, questioning. A call here because I mean, there's so much that goes into what plays get called, and it's it's not it's not as it seems. So I, I guess I would just say that to anybody who who thinks that they you know Kyle should have done this, Kyle should have done that. Yeah, okay, but you know you might be right, but you might be really really wrong. The one area though that I just can't get beyond, and this was the one that I struggled with with the Chiefs Super Bowl and I would struggle with it if it was the the case back in your day. I couldn't, go, I couldn't get over if you guys lost a playoff game and went the final 13 minutes and Jerry didn't get a touch. And, and I can't get over the fact that in the Super Bowl, Debo got two touches in the second half, and Debo didn't get a touch in the final 13 minutes of this game. And that, that to me, is the thing that gnaws at me the most because I really feel like Debo is their rice. He's not rice, but you know what I'm saying. And and I just I feel like you got to get you got to get the ball into your, your playmaker's hands when everything's on the line. Give me give me your thought on you, on. Well, Devo. first of all,
2: who do you trade? Who do you trade for in this league for Debo? Who would you take? And trade
0: him. Not over? too many guys. Not too many.
2: I, I, honestly, who? By the end of the season, I, I just thought to myself when he bought that he caught that little slip screen and turned on the Jets and ran over a couple guys and turned on the Jets. You're like, who is this guy? Right. Superman. And so in that way the, look anytime Jerry would turn to me Steve, give me the ball we'll win and it was like he's right <laughs> so <laughs> so Kyle has to own that right but remember if you're talking about two you're talking about two drives and six plays right right and was, i don't yeah. I, I don't know where it's i there's not a lot, of, where, not a lot of plays there the last there. and the last drive i don't know i got to go look at the film and it was debo i mean I gotta believe that Debo was targeted in the last three plays. Gets batted down. He's looking. You could see that Jimmy's looking, and I could see that he was trying to figure, it, trying to figure it out, and nothing, nothing was coming to him. I get that, but sometimes in those situations, somebody's wide open and they're just not being seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that last drive. You can't say that Kyle wasn't trying to get the ball to Debo because we have no idea. Right. You know, nothing, nothing material. That was a.
0: But you can hand it to him too.
2: Yeah. Well, you could. But and maybe and is a drive starter, I get that too. So I'm with you. Um, I'm I'm of the mind of watching Kyle deal with the restrictions he has and the talent he has, and finding ways to be really ingenious. That I'm gonna I'm gonna back it. I'm gonna wherever he goes, I'm gonna back. And that doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. Sure. And I honestly, I think he can own them. So the idea that Debo didn't get the ball at the end of the game is is a mistake. Like no one's gonna Kyle's gonna get say that. It's you got to get it to their guys' hands, and uh, and so we'll own that. But I'm not. I, I think that we're talking about, uh, Annie Reid, Sean Payton. I mean Kyle. Those. That's it. You know. You can say Sean McVay now because he's there, but I, I. That's what we're talking about. So yes, I'm okay with that, Larry. And that's the kind of tough conversations that can be had. But don't lose track of. What a what the amazing thing that get got done for the 49ers with Kyle in the limitations that he had, and sure. I I can I can't I I have to applaud it. But I also would say the same thing you said, like we why didn't Debo? I would ask him the same question. Why didn't Debo get the ball? Because that's that's a that's a very and you're right. The way that they can hand it to him now, you can guarantee he gets the ball. So hmm. uh, that's the truth. And I think great. You know, Whether it's Bill Walsh or anyone else, the, the truth is great play callers own own the mistakes. No one's perfect. No quarterback's yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I'm good with what you said, Larry. I'm fine with it. I just don't know where they, were, where they were headed in the last drive. I have no idea.
3: Steve Young on the Tolbert, Kruger, and Brooks show. Uh, being quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, is, it's, it's quite the fraternity in, in my eyes as an outsider looking in. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo fit in your fraternity?
2: Look, Jimmy, first of all, we, he, he walked into a really, really difficult situation. We've belabored that this whole year, and we tipped our cap to how they somehow got through that in a really profitable way. But if we have to talk about what he got accomplished, the team, uh, when, he, when, he, when he joined the team, the team needed, needed a quarterback to, to make some throws, and they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so Jimmy can make throws. He's a starting quarterback in the league. How far he can go, I feel like in the end, was limited by the trust between Kyle and Jimmy. Never got completely established the way that I wish it would have. And we can say, well, that's Kyle's fault or that's Jimmy's fault, or, but it never got established the way that you wanted it to. And so in the end, they both guys have to own that and and Jimmy does as well. And so in my mind where he stands is he is a really competent mainline quarterback. And if he would have and if they could have developed a more trusting relationship, I don't know where the limits of it would be. But because it didn't get done, we don't have to we don't have to be that either. Mm-hmm. Cuz they've clearly made the choice. They've clearly said to themselves, I'm I'm I know I'm one of the better or best play callers in the league. And I'm not going to do it with you, and that's a, that's the voice that that I've heard, and that's the voice that they've been saying. And so, where does he fit in, in the pantheon of 49er quarter uh, the quarterbacks? He, he's a. I mean, we've had guys that couldn't play, guys that couldn't lead, or couldn't didn't own a locker room. And so he's he's accomplished a lot. And I'm not going to. I don't think we should diminish it. But we also have to recognize that whatever's missing and whoever didn't you know however it never didn't get done we all have to own that as well because it looks to me like as an organization they have decided despite all of the success in the games of, of winning we're moving on and so in in Larry I mean uh, Rod your your question where does he fit he, he it's the nut tree
1: <laughs>
2: right we're back to the nut tree here and that's 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 something else that's that's not what in the pantheon that's not what happened
3: yeah that, that's you not know, getting so the job done to the expectations of the fan right. base so and the organization
2: you have to live it, it, to live it out because it's just, well, I live, we all live it out and so in the pantheon it's somewhere in somewhere in there but it's uh, it's neither of them neither Kyle nor nor Jimmy it's where they know they needed to be
3: do you think he started playing quarterback differently to 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 what extent to what degree maybe you know maybe you don't but do you think Jimmy Garoppolo started playing quarterback differently after he tore his ACL
2: it it limits you he he was more mobile he was moving around he was more careful he was and look in two, 2022 the game is to move is to, is obviously in the pocket but then it's to have the extension mm-hmm. Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes Deshaun Watson um Joe you know, Burrow. name them name, uh, Joe Burrow Joe Burrow to all guys that can make those runs and that makes sense and it take there in their free yards i've talked about it at nauseum. i apologize but it, even tom brady told me about free yards out there that he <laughs> wishes he could go get more of like they're just out there and you got to go get them and if you can't go get them the job's that much harder and that's where the injuries really play a role because you could see that you you know and wherever jimmy ends up if that's the case his his job is going to be harder than it is in san francisco you've got a top 5 offensive line when they're healthy you've got Debo and I don't know who else you I don't know who else you want to talk about that would, is, is a better player than Debo George Kill, would you trade him for Travis Kelsey I would not like I I think he's a supreme player Brandon Ayuk is a guy that I would I, I would love to go play with and be around and and throw the ball to and grow into it's amazing what they're able to accomplish so there's not there's not a better situation out there this is the best situation for Jimmy and if it's not going to be for Jimmy, and he goes somewhere else, it's not going to be nearly as good. And that's going to be harder because you need help. Quarterbacking is the ultimate game of, yeah, you've got to do a lot of it, but you've got to have a lot of help or you've got no chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the help, if I had to choose a place to go play for as a quarterback, if you say, Steve, pick anywhere in the league, where do you want to play? This is, and that's not because I played here, by the way. This is number one. This is the number one spot. For a quarterback in the NFL, now the fact is, you know, it only gets harder from here.
1: Well, he's no Jeff Brom, but I thought he—he you was, know, he was, <laughs> he was...
2: He's, he's a very good player. He's a very good player. Exactly. Again, it goes back. To, it goes back to the trust level between the coach and quarterback, and the ability to go out and get all the yards and get all the things that you need. And then to, and, you know, and to expand. Look, in 2022, of all the years of, of times in the NFL, it's about quarterbacks. And it's about, to, look, who's in the Super Bowl? Who are the eight teams in the league? Other than, You know, it's like it's, it's the best quarterbacks, and they're all extending the game, throwing the football, throwing it around. You can complain about little things about that. But that's the game today. And so the 49ers did not have an expansive passing game. We just didn't. And so where does that rest? That rests with play callers. It rests with quarterbacks in the end, and Kyle has spoken with his with his feet that I want somebody who can go get more of that. And I, I don't. I, how can you say that that's not true? Because our playoff, we're, we're scoring a couple of touchdowns a game in the playoffs. That's our average. And in, t- in 2022, that's not going to. You know, we won some games, thirteen ten. We won a couple of games. I mean. There was games we won it was tight. We went and pulled them out. But you've got to be able to go score 35. I mean, the Super Bowl, yep. I expect 35 to win it or more. And you play the Chiefs. You're going to play the Bills in the future. You're going to play the Chargers in the future. You're going to play wherever Deshaun Watson ends up. You're going to play, you know, anybody. There, you better be able to have an expansive passing game. And you can have the most sophisticated running game in the league, like the Baltimore or like ours, and it can get you most of the way. But in 2022 – it's going to be the passing game. And the 49ers need to – I mean, it has to couple – I don't want to give up on a great running game, but we have to get an expansive run, a passing game going if we're going to go take the championships that we should have with this roster. This roster should be in Super Bowls. And we've got to get an expansive passing game and go do it.
1: Jimmy no. or not,
2: that needs to happen.
1: Well, I mean, look, we all know what Jimmy was. And as a coach, though – is there any way you can have full confidence opening up a playbook when every single game there's a minimum of two throws where you're like, What are you doing? Why how how could how could you not see that? I could see as a coach thinking, Well, if he can't see that, how can I call this play where he's gonna have to see even more and make the right decision? I just I I, I totally understand that because yeah, when he's rolling he can make the throws and he looks good and he can move the ball. But it doesn't even matter. Even those games, Steve, there are a couple throws a game, and you're thinking, well, "Well, wait a minute, where did that one come from?" And that, that, I've always say, coaches want one thing; they want to know what they're going to get from you, whether it's good or bad. They want to know what they're going to get from you. They don't like this. Well, I kind of hope I have this today, but we're going to find out when he's out there. That doesn't work for coaches, and you could probably see it. In the pl- you could see it more than us. And the play calling I'm gonna to try to limit those plays where it's what were you seeing? What what could you possibly have seen there? Look, Kyle does not want his his primary
2: goal is not to be the best running team in the league. Mm-hmm. We can you can say we are, but that's not the goal. Do you can say, well, he doesn't have the playbook to go be the best passing team in the league? That's not true. I fully believe that we can be the number one passing team in the league and the number one rushing team. There are many years where the 49ers were the number one or number two rushing team and the number one passing team. Like, that's in our group. We have the roster to go do that. I think we have a play caller to go do that. That needs to be the expectation. And, and, uh, and you know, the fact that I'm sure that that's what Kyle's speaking to all of us, saying, look, I, I'm that guy. I can be the number one passing t- team in the league, but I need, I need someone else. And that's, I, I don't, we don't have to say that. You and I don't have to say what I'm talking about the radio. It's to Kyle.
1: Yeah.
2: He's spoken with, he's spoken with his feet. So that's it. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't think we need to, I don't think we need to, you know, like take anything away from anybody. Like, it's amazing. It's hard. What Jimmy's done to make like, just give it, give every inch of it to everybody who's playing. And, and, but yet recognize that I think that Kyle wants to be the number one passing team in the league and wants to make sure that he has the trust. And you can say, well, that's he, he and Jimmy should go do that. Well, th- they should, but they haven't. And so who, where do you, where does that lay? And you can say well, lay lays a you know, coach and quarterback. We talk about it all the time. But in the end, the 49ers should be the best rushing team and the best passing team in the league. They have the talent to go do it.
1: Yeah. And hey, let me ask you something we threw out uh, a little earlier on. We're all trying to figure out what in the hell – Happened to Patrick Mahomes in the second half <laughs> against the Bengals, and not that you've ever done anything like this, but you may be able to lend uh, something to my theory here, which I can I, I can't confirm. I have no idea if it made a difference, but the last play of the first half, where they completely, and absolutely, utterly botched it, was just it was unbelievable how a guy. Of Mahomes stature and a guy that's been in the league as long as he has, it's completely screwed that up. So and they got no no points out of that. Terrible. How much of that can bleed over into the second half?
2: Hundred percent. It was like it gave them hope. It gave Cincinnati a chance. They they, uh, you know, it's look Patrick is at the top of the game, right? And and jump out expansive passing and the ability to go do amazing things. He is he's capable of all of that, and he, it shows. You can see it. But he also has a blind spot. And it was exposed in the Super Bowl last year and exposed early this year that if you play zone and just zone him up and slow him down and make him not be Superman and not put the cape on and all the stuff that he talks about and actually just go and just play patient quarterback. And he struggled, and they struggled through through you know October or September. And then I noticed, and they talked about it, you know uh Andy Reid would say you know we've talked a lot about how to be patient how to just run the offense how to just drop it off just play basic football straightforward football and that's really that needs to be a gear in your in your quiver and when it's not there you know it's a problem because it'll get exposed sooner or later despite all the high flying stuff so then they they handled it and Patrick started talking about it we have you know meetings with with the you know before the games with the different guys at ESPN or whatever else, and they would say, "We're talking about being patient." I've learned the lessons. I've done the things, and it, and it did. And I I said at the end of the season, the Chiefs are the best. This is the best version of the Chiefs you've ever seen. And people are like, "You're crazy." i was like, because they're more mature. They have more capability because of what they've learned and what he's learned. And then all of a sudden, the second half, it was so easy in the first half. You could see the hubris come out. Right? It's like we're good. We're going, We're just we're waltzing here. It was a good 40 to nothing. And, and then it started, and then all this in the second half, did you see what happened? Instead of just playing, they zoned him up. They basically said what they said the Super Bowl they said we're going to slow this whole thing down. And what happens? He starts running like Grant Tarkington, like over and over again, like trying to play hero, but doing all this crazy stuff. Instead of just playing fundamental basic football that he's capable every day of the week doing, and that was just a moment. And it was the hubris of, of excellence. Right, he's so good that, that that's that's what's wrong. And there's a piece of it that he has, he's 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 got to fix. They'll be unbeatable. I've always said he's an unbeatable guy. He's amazing, but there's a play, there's a play, and the league's gonna is gonna he's gonna force capitulation from Patrick Mahomes because this keeps happening. You watch it, you're like, not no way he's gonna do it again. And then when it happens, you're like, oh my gosh,
3: can't believe that why happened. Why
2: can't he just slow down <laughs> and just play? and just play the zone and just put a 9, 10, 12-play drive together and just show them that you're the best player in the league, which he is. And so it's just that, that play before the half was, was just pure hubris. It was pure just, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, just get around and, well, we are just go win this game. game. and like, No, it's the NFL. You, you, you know, if you're going to be super great, which he can be, there's a piece here that they're missing. I thought they had, and at the most important moment of the year, they lost. And it cost them. And who who knew it would be Joe Burrow and this young band of, you know, who knows how good they're going to be? They don't know. We don't know. Who knows? But it's they're coming. You can see it.
0: Steve, I, I'm loving the Montana documentary, and I and I think that they treat you fairly in the documentary. I thought there was a chance that they would they wouldn't, but they they really do. I I think. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I think one of the things that's really interesting is that. You know, Walsh brought you in. He got Rice in 85. He had that amazing 86 draft. He brings you in. And Joe played his best ball in 88 and 89 and 90 uh, with you there. And I think part of the reason he played his best ball is because you could play, and he knew it. Um, And so then he had to step up his game. So with that as the backdrop, I'm kind of wondering now that, you know, Trey and Jimmy got along great and the locker room stayed together, and I credit Kyle for a lot of that, but I credit – jimmy and trey for a lot of that as well i agree what what would you prefer going forward for trey now would it be better for the niners to get you know they're going to get somebody who's five million or less let's just say do you want that player to be like maybe another young quarterback that you know who could potentially give him a little competition you know a davis mills or somebody like that or would you rather it be like an older, grizzled, an Andy Andy Dalton, a Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, somebody yeah. who's going to help him watching film. What do you think is yeah, going to yeah. What do you think going to get Trey's a game uh, to come out? Well, first of all, going
2: back to Joe's uh, series, I sat for it, and I was glad to sit for, sit for it, and I, I I knew I just if Joe's doing something, I'm in, and uh and I. I I'll pay forward the things I learned from him. And, and I, you know, as awkward as it was, we did the commercial, like it was always awkward, but it was always fruitful. And that's the thing I would say to both of us. It's like, as, as awkward as it was, as freaking tough as it was, it did. But Bill was right. He told me one time that it was like, I, I'm going to bring out the best of both of you. And I was like, well, geez, geez, it was like, does it have to be so awkward? You know, does it have to be so, but it was, it's inevitable. It's inevitable, right? It, just, right. it was inevitable. But the fact is two non-toxic guys drawing out the best of each other. And I, I mean, I, I've said this many times. When I was on the sidelines, I was staring down every defense. He'd come off the field. I wanted him to know everything that just happened. Like, you know, and we, like, we had that relationship. And so, I look, as awkward as it was, it was fruitful. And I appreciate the fact that I could sit. People want to ask me about Joe Montana, I'll tell you, all day long all the things I witnessed that amazed me, and, and, and that's cool. And I'm glad that you're saying, Larry, I haven't seen it, but I'm glad that it feels like it's fair-minded, so that's cool. Going to Trey, it, it, I think Trey's going to – is so raw, and I told you this a couple weeks ago when I watched him, it's so – it's – I don't want to say shockingly raw. I'm going to say it's, it's absolutely – with the number of snaps he's had in college, it should be very obvious to all of us that there's just, just the pure numbers of snaps and, the, and, the, and the, it's just so much about, I'll call it metering the position, knowing how we're linebackers, like just all of it, that you figure out in college from playing tough ball games. And the fact is that didn't happen very much. And so we're going to, I just told you, this whole thing's from, from 2 to 10. We're going to have to witness this growth. And who's going to do the growth? I think that by putting something, you, I would, I'm a big fan of somebody around you that can push you. So, Larry, I'm not looking to not do that, but more than anything, need someone older who can tell him this matters or this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And this is, you better be on this one. And if you're not on this one, then teach him how to study and how to memorize and how to be reflexive recall so that everything that comes out of him is reflexive. You not have to think about it. You know, 4,000 times, like Mike Shanahan, it's Kyle's dad. What's Kyle? It's Mike. Let's go over it again, Shanahan. Like we, <laughs> ad nauseum, it was driven into you, the data, and we need an older guy that can show him in the, in the meeting room, this is – and then watch the film and every week go, Trey, that does not work. You've, that never that, – that is a zero chance. Or this is what we've got to build on. And he doesn't need a young guy next to him to go, hey, Trey, you're doing great. Uh, can, I, can I play next week? Uh, like, nah, what is that going to do? To me, that's fine. But he needs somebody to go tell him all this stuff. And someone who is trusted who will tell him it all. And give them every inch of themselves, because uh, he's going to need all of it. Because we're going to—I said from—it's not from scratch. It's not from zero to ten, but it's two to ten. And most guys come. Joe Burrow's from five to ten. He starts earlier because of what he, all the things he did in college. But I, so Trey's got further to go, and we need people that can help him do it.
3: And also, that backup quarterback has to still be able to play because yeah, it, it, he—it's right? he, he, yeah. going to be needed at some point in time. That's just the way. The league works. Uh, at this time, every week, KNBR and and Steve's Foundation, the Forever Young Foundation, honor a Bay Area hero or heroes as the Forever Young Foundation Hero of the Week. This week, we salute Part the Cloud, and their mission is to fund Alzheimer's research with the highest probability of slowing, stopping, or ultimately curing Alzheimer's disease. Uh, Part the Cloud was founded in 2012 by Michaela Mikey Hogue, And Part the Cloud is a movement to accelerate scientific process in Alzheimer's research by funding the most promising early phase studies. And Part the Cloud has raised over $65 million, wow, since 2012 for cutting-edge Alzheimer's research. So today we salute Part the Cloud. Our Forever Young Foundation Hero of the Week. To check out all of our Forever Young heroes, go to kmbrcom Forever uh, Alzheimer's is a heartbreaking disease. Yeah. Uh, we see people go through yeah. it, and the closer we get to eliminating it, the absolute better. So salute so, to Part the Cloud.
2: And the reason why Mikey's a friend, and she has done this single handedly. And it is wow. a, a mission. Wow. It's a mission. And it's amazing what she's done. And I, and I, and I want to, I want to salute her and I want to salute people like her because she gets nothing for it. She, you know, it's a passion to pay forward to future generations of the suffering of, of, of the previous generations. Can we pay, pay forward something that would that can alleviate the pain. And I just, when people have that a passion for something and a relentlessness and how they do it, I just, that's, I mean, that's what we do, right? Every week. Let's let's shout someone's name. Let's shout someone's name who's doing that, whether it's saving lives, uh, you know, actually in circumstances like a firefighter or whether it's inner city. We talked about uh, uh, Larkin Street. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was amazing. These amazing humans, they all have that same quality. Like, like I'm in and I want nothing for it. And all I want to do is figure out a better way to to make life, you know, uh, better. And I just, so anyway, enough of that. But uh, that, one's more, that one's more close
1: zone. She's a Bay Area hero. So amen to that. That's awesome. Very cool. That is awesome. And hey, we've got to run before we do. I agree with Krug. I mean, the documentary is really good. And, of course, I mean, you came off great. You always do. And they treated you really fair. The one thing I was wondering, if you remember, there's a play. I can't remember which game it was. And you know how they show that uh, that view where they're showing the, 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 the guys on the field. And then you can kind of see the guys in the background. But you can't make them out because they're not focused on those guys. There was a play, I can't remember what what show it was, two or three uh, possibly, where Joe threw a pick and you were pumping your fist on the sideline. I don't know if that was you or not. No, that was not me. (laughs)
2: In a million years. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we have never, never had a moment in a public setting between the two of us that did anything that made it feel personal. Like I never had a crossword with him, never. And and I, I promise you, I never said a word in my life that wasn't respectful.
1: So
0: I know you would,
2: didn't. I, all right, all right. Well, I mean, he didn't I like the he did didn't like the fact he threw, that he didn't
0: finish the Viking game, though. He yeah, didn't Although like he did
2: that.
1: throw a touchdown pass one time, and I look, I know I, uh, look, I, when, I can read lips. Joe, I know you. I know you said lucky. I know you said that Bill, after a touchdown when Bill, pass.
2: When Bill said go in, like Joe would drive the team down on a Monday night in Chicago against the Bears, and and Bill's like. Joe drove the team down to, like the 15 yard line. Go in there and run the play. I'm like, really? This is, my, this, is what, this is what we're doing. And then off I, tr- you don't realize how many times I trotted in at the end of a drive, and Joe would trot off. And <laughs> you know, that was in, you know, we were living that out. We were, I mean, it was there was. Not, I mean we would go to New Orleans and I remember Bill would call us into the coach room for this game I said, "Joe, Steve's going to play today." And this is what and you could see Joe like, well, "What are we doing?" "What What's happening here?" And I would look at Joe like, "Well, you know, he's if he calls if he sends me to go in, I'm I'm going." He's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> when
3: right.
1: you ran onto the field, when you ran when you ran onto the field to uh to take his spot for a play, you should have held your hand out there to see if he'd give you five on the way by.
2: Well, we probably did. I mean, he was that's the kind the truth is, you guys are trying. Look, you cannot. No, I know you guys. No, that no, guy. It's just me. It's will, just I me. Two I will admit two things. One, it was awkward. Okay? I will that. But I will. I I want to. I want to really because this I think is a pay forward moment for a lot of situations that are awkward and difficult and challenging. That they can be fruitful. I think I. I, I don't want to go backwards i just want to say going forwards and i encourage coaches and others if you don't have toxic players don't be don't be afraid to put them into the ring together and see if you can't get some a a fruitful awkwardness (laughs) right and it and like don't be so afraid of it oh i don't know and and so i i i make a point because i think so many times we feel like that's not profitable and i just think you, you miss out on on pushing people to to greater heights so, I totally enough, agree, enough. and I know, I know, I
1: know, I know you have the utmost respect for him. You did when you played, you still do, and I, 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 I know that. I thought one of these times I'd get you, but it's never, yeah. never going to happen. Keep going, but Tom. It, it still makes me laugh inside. And that's really <laughs> all that counts. <laughs>
2: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> no, no, I mean, well, let's be honest. I mean, he'd, he'd do amazing things. I didn't say to myself, like I, I would say two things: that's amazing, and oh crap, I got to do something like that.
0: You know, right. like that's, that's, that's where the oh, bar match. is
2: right like that's the exactly like i remember a game in uh, in philadelphia when i uh, i was talking to a guy today that was in that game he, i ran into him and he was in, he played for philadelphia and i said that was the number one defense i've ever seen in my life to this moment was the 89 90 philadelphia eagle defense mm. and i saw things that joe did that i remember saying to myself oh that's amazing and oh crap like what do i like what do i do <laughs> like, forget that. This is nuts. So that's a natural reaction. But that's, no. that's about all I'll give you.
1: I understand. Hey, we always appreciate it. Uh, it it's so much fun, and, and thank you so much for for shouting out the people uh, weekly. Uh, it, it does. It means a lot to them, and I'm glad that people get a chance to hear who's behind some of the things that are going on here in the Bay Area and who's who's really making a difference. I mean, we're having a good time. We're laughing, talking football, but there's people out there that dedicate their lives to making oh, a difference. So I think that's awesome that you uh, point you them guys out. Are the and best. We'll, yeah, we're happy to shout him out. Steve, we'll talk to you again, ma'am.
2: We're in together. Listen, I want to I, I do want to say one last thing about the 49ers. This is a team, yes. this is a roster
1: that can win Super
2: Bowls and you've seen you've seen it. And we got a, it is absolutely a roster that if we we should be the best passing game, we should be the best running game and and that middle nine defenders we have top in the league. Yes, sir. And so, let's go They're do close. this. They're take close. A few, take a few months off. Let's go do this. All right.
1: I hear you